Alright, welcome back for another episode of Garbage Time Points with Mike and Rick. I am Mike, and the man to my left is Rick. Say hello, Rick. Hello, Rick. And our engineer, the brains behind the operation, the guy who wants to be called Fredo Foxtrot. I don't know. I, I, I still don't get it. Like, where did it come from? Oh, I was inspired by Kenny Omega. He did the Foxtrot? Yeah, I went with Foxtrot. Okay. <laughs> Man, right. Man Crush Omega. Good job. <laughs> Good job with that nickname. We are, coming, <laughs> we are coming to you, as always, from Fred House Studios, a.k.a. the Spare Bedroom in Fredo's House, uh, with these characters on the wall. Big Bird. Big Bird. Harry Monster. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter, at GTP Mike and Rick, at Michael double underscore Gaspar, at Richard underscore Raposa, and at half zero or you can look for us on facebook just search garbage time points and you will see our little logo there um we also want to put out there that we have officially put this show on itunes so any of you that could not listen to our show on podbean we'd had complaints about it can now go to their itunes store and search garbage time points and you will be able to find our podcast there so go there listen to it um, be sure to light up those stars, give us a nice little review, let's try to get this thing featured so we can get our, get ourselves some more listeners, yeah? Please? That'd help us a lot, please, we would appreciate it. Also, be sure to share this show with any of your friends you think might enjoy it, and anybody who you think would make fun of it, we don't even care, just... Just share the show, man. Just, just listen, please. Just get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> share it with your friends. We think we do a good job. I don't know. I like it. I mean, that's, what we, that's what we do. Well, <laughs> 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 so the guy who never says anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to speak up a lot more. Yeah. So, so yeah. Go to iTunes. Listen to it if that's your thing. And, uh, and you know, like we said, as always, we're still on Podbean, too. So, you can find us in two places now. And, yeah. Right? That's all we cool. need to say. Rick set you his nipples. <laughs> and so let's get this thing started. Try to look real quick, but I had yeah. already stopped. Yeah. So everybody having themselves a good weekend? It was oh, a great weekend. It was so fun. Yeah. We had a good weekend. We all had a good Saturday together, I think. I gotta, um, gotta do my second, my second performance. Your second performance of what? Karaoke. Did you do one? Yeah, you remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike was feeling pretty good that night. Yeah. Had, a little, had a little too much fun. Uh, but you know what? It was worth it. It was for a good cause. Hey, it was worth it. Fredo's, you got 40 uh, bucks out of it. Fredo's grandmother's uh, 92nd birthday, wasn't it? Yep. It was a good time hanging out with the Casas bunch. And uh, so, yeah, we had ourselves a nice little weekend. So yeah, let's uh let's move on from that. Details. Uh, of course, started on Saturday the NCAA tournament. March Madness is here, and it was filled with upsets galore and fun. Um, lots of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, right off the bat, we had number fifteen Middle Tennessee State killing my bracket, my national championship. Uh, pick Michigan State got beat by Middle Tennessee State in the first round. Um, man, is Kansas City still in it? 
Kansas City. Kansas. <laughs> Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> uh, what else happened? Uh, number 12, Yale beat Baylor. Uh, number thir- number 14, Stephen F. Austin beat West Virginia. That, dude, that one, because I had Michigan State and West Virginia in my final four, and yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they had that double whammy. Yeah, I got, yeah. It. I got it from both ends that night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number, thir- number 13, Hawaii beat number four, Cal. Number 12, uh, Arkansas Little Rock beat number five, Purdue. And Northern, uh, Northern Iowa, they had like... The biggest up and down weekend out of anybody that I think I've ever seen. Devastating. Uh, the, they go from I believe it was on um, Friday, beating number six Texas with a half court heave, and then going to su- <laughs> to Sunday and somehow blowing a twelve point lead in thirty five seconds. <laughs> uh, we we had stepped outside. Uh, we were we were at a friend's house barbecuing, uh, barbecuing and we stepped outside because you know the game. Seemed like it was over, yep. you know. And then one of our buddies comes out and gives us the definite, well, it's over. Put the, put the tombstone on the grave. Yeah. So, you know, we finished up, went back inside, sat down on the couch and looked up. So we, were, we were watching the game. I noticed the uh, scoreboard up in the top right-hand corner. There was two, the, like ten seconds left. And Only down three. <laughs> and Texas A&M was down two. But they had, we turned it, and then they had hit that and second then, field and they, free throw. Right when we turned it, they had turned that ball over. We missed that whole great comeback. But, <laughs> man, that was, I mean, I've never seen, I mean, I've seen stuff like it before, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but that was crazy. <laughs> the whole sequence. The, then, yeah. the trap, and then the just... I mean, he had a guy wide it's open, yeah. and then he and then he just bounced it straight yeah. into the ground. Like he tried that class, my classic schoolyard move, where I'm like, "Shit, I'm trapped." I'm trapped. <laughs> and I'm like trying to throw it off somebody's legs or something. Yeah, but, but he missed. It didn't work. He just threw a bounce pass to the guy, <laughs> and then the guy just walked to the basket. Yeah. The guy should have fouled him when he went up for that layup. Should have fouled him. He just let him walk right up. And yeah, just, yeah, it was bad. So it turned into what a, a, a two overtime game, just. And then at the end of the one of them where there was five seconds left, the kid got the ball, he dribbled up and just shot it where with three seconds left and he wasn't even near half court yeah. where he could have found an easy three. Yeah, that was at the end a, of the first overtime. A makeable three to give him a, a, at least a chance, you yeah. know? They just gave that game away. Like, yeah. Those are the games that make you think about point shaving and things <laughs> like, how do you do that? Because they were just throwing the... I mean... You could have played clown music for that last 35 yeah. seconds of that game, and they were just throwing the ball out of bounds. Made every mistake you could possibly make to lose a 12-point lead with yeah. 40 seconds left. It was something like a, a, a 1 in 3,000 chance that they could have came back, and, well, that was the one. That was the one, yeah. That was the one that happened. A 90, we half-witnessed it. Yeah. <laughs> a, a 99.9% chance that they were going to uh, lose that game, and, hey... They, I mean, wow, man, that was just crazy. I still can't get over it. But um, just watching these games, I'm kind of, I'm just like reminded of something that uh, I get re-reminded of every single year because I don't, we don't really watch college basketball as it's going on. We no. catch the occasional game or if whatever. If it's a big game between the top two yeah, top if teams, it, if there's a like a Duke game. and North Carolina game, it's like, hey, hey, I'll watch it. But even then, I'm thinking the same thing, like Duke. College basketball sucks. To me, college basketball sucks, man. The game is so sloppy. 
It's sloppy, and there's a lot of ticky-tack fouls. Ticky-tack fouls. They don't teach them how to play defense. They teach them how to take a flop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my thing, I mean, I know you don't agree with this because, I mean, you're, I mean, you're definitely more of, you know... A pro player in this in don't this hit situation. me. Don't hit me with the. They try harder. No, 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 no. Remember, I said when we talked about it. That's not. No. Okay. I I don't like that. What I'm saying is 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 changing the rule for the NBA to be 19 to be uh, two years. You have to stay two years in college before you can enter the NBA because it affects the college game and it affects the NBA game. Because right now. I mean, making them sit out one year, you're getting all these one and dones. I mean, look at all these, look at the flood of guys that just go into the NBA after one and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you keep it to two, you build a little bit more of a team camaraderie. I mean, look at a team like Kentucky, where basically they're putting six, seven guys in every year. Yeah. And, and you have no team. I mean, you have no team aspect to it. It's all individual. Therefore, the team aspect of it is sloppy. It's sloppy play. You don't get really crisp, clean team. You don't get that you don't get that clean aspect of it. Dude, why are you gonna say why are you gonna push it like that while I'm fucking yeah, talking? I, just, uh, just <laughs> I mean, I I get what you're saying, man, but like you you know, like you said, I, I just don't see that they if they want to go to the pros, I they think they should be able to go to the pros. Like even I don't think me, it hurts the college brand at all because you're constantly cycling mm-hmm. in these top two hundred and fifty rec- recruit classes where they go to their uh um, what what do they call them? Those uh... yeah, but like I've I've talked about this before in the show where I, there I mean NBA talent yes, there's tons of Division One schools and which is more just for profit anyways. But look at there's only two NBA rounds. There's really a lack of of depth and talent in the NBA. Um, I think that has to do with, with development to the fact that if they were in college a couple more years, if they developed, look at how it used to be back in the day where where they pumped out more complete players in the 90s, in the early 90s, because guys stayed for four years. You know, it didn't really become a fad to become, you know, out early until the fab five when you had Michigan, you had these five freshmen, couple came out, couple stayed, you know, for the couple years. But then it was like, okay, then you had these high schoolers coming out. And then, you know, the NBA kind of went back on that because, you know, all these flops, you had like Kawhi Browns and Eddie Currys and all these guys that were just flopping out of high school. Um, Darko Milicek's these 18-year-old kids. So they were like, look, the M- NBA body is a, yeah, it's not a physical sport, but you need an NBA body to compete in the NBA. And we won't, we don't want these kids sitting for one or two years in the NBA. We want them playing. We're going to draft them. So we want them playing, but... They're not, their bodies aren't developed. So if they sit in college for a couple of years, their bodies could develop so that they could be ready for the NBA talent as well because it, it's just as much of a grind. 82 games as compared to what did they play in college? 20-something? Mm-hmm. And then they play in the tournament? Yeah. I mean, it, it's really a, a, really a night and day grind as compared for the body. So you take that NFL aspect out of, you know, to where they're like, no, you got to be a junior. You got to be three years old because that physical toll is that much of a difference. You know, I get that, you know, it's not a physical, it's not a, a contact sport, but it still really is a physical sport. So, you know, doing that, you get better players coming out, you get better players in college, both both talent aspects are better. Nah, I don't know, man. I don't really, I don't see it. I don't feel like they should be able to tell these kids that they can't go as soon as they're 18 and go so pursue why can't, their career. So why is it okay for the NFL? 
It's a different game. Uh, but it's not. You know, it, It's a different game. It's not dude. because... Dude, We're talking about boys and men. Mm-hmm. There, there are dudes that look like men in, in college and football it's the same that thing get drafted it's the same and they look like boys. No, dude, not all the time. It's a different how many style. guys? How many guys have really done it out of high school? You got Garnett, Kobe, Moses Malone. Dwight. Dwight. Who else? Uh, out of all the guys who, who have come out of high school. Who are do, who's doing it now? Lance Lance has been in the league for a long time now. Lance Stevenson's been in the league. Jermaine O'Neal took him a little bit, but he's he, he had a pretty nice career. All right, we're up to six. I out mean, of, out of all I, the I, I have, year, since the 70s. But, but you're you're making it sound like anybody who stays in college is, is guaranteed to and make I'm it in the NBA. And I'm not so saying that either. I'm not saying that either. So what are you about? Like, you either have it or you don't. They have... Uh, I'm saying it gives you a better chance. Your mm. body is more developed. It's yeah. gonna. It's gonna I don't think give it gives you a better, you a better chance. chance. You either got it or you don't. I mean, because now the, they have these 19 year olds coming out, and a lot of these 19 year olds start succeeding. These sophomores start succeeding. Like, what? What's diff- What's the difference? Okay, yeah, because they were in for one college year when they go and they, yeah. they're not even focused on playing the game. They played there, and then they they got to go to class. They're not getting their NBA. But body. then they're not going to class. Like it's. Like, like, let's not, let's not, like, be, like, dumb, like, let's not be naive about it. Like, these guys have... Well, you act like they're going for their one year or two years and they're getting all buffed up. Like, it helps them, but it doesn't... They're just growing. They're going from a 17, 18-year-old kid to a 19-year-old kid. Nobody gets an NBA body until they actually make it to the NBA. I I get that, but but developing two years into your own body helps out a lot. Mm. And to where when you get into the NBA and you develop your NBA body, (laughs) you're able to maintain it. What are we looking at here, Fredo? A list of uh, high school draftees. What's the percentage? I'm sure it has a percentage. You see any uh, names up there? 43. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Jermaine O'Neal, Tracy McGrady. <clears throat> Check, wait. No. I mean, I mean, there's there's guys. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say that, that it's yeah. impossible to do, but the amount of guys that, that have and the guys have have not, are just, it's not weighing Either out. Either way, it's a crapshoot. I don't think that... Of course it's a crapshoot. It's thing. a draft. But the argument as to like staying in, it's going to help them It's, it's going to help, help, the, it's gonna help the NCAA. I think it helps the NCAA, but who cares, man? These guys aren't making it's money gonna off help, of it. It's going to help the NBA, too. Why do you think Adam Silver <laughs> wants it to be two years? They want a more better. They want a more polished product. I mean, when you're drafting these guys one year out of high school, or like if they go to a you know a, a small. You don't division. think the NCAA begged them for this? Like you don't think they hey help us out a little bit here? We're I mean, losing our that, guys to you. Because no, like that's they're they're no, on their own. You don't think that that happened? Adam at all? Silver is there to protect. Adam his. Silver wasn't there when that happened. That was that was uh, David Stein. But he wants to go to the two years, and even even uh, Stern, um, he they're he they're there to protect the NBA. They're not there to protect the NCAA. That's just a, uh, an. They're there bonus. to make money. Yeah, they're there to protect their brand, basketball, NBA. To make money. So so if they're to getting if they're getting a better product out of the NCAA. For their like for for their scouting department, and okay, you got a guy coming out of high school who's playing seventeen year old kids, maybe sixteen year old kids on their varsity. Who knows where they're from? Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to project them to go to the NBA when you're playing against, like you said, grown ass men in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like like they want at least one year of college college, you know, something to get some scouting on, and they're like, hey. One year, why not get two years of film so they could, we sit, could sit there and, and compare and watch these guys play? Like, it's always going to be better for the NBA to, 
to, to weed the week out. Like, there's going to be guys who have a big name. Maybe they have one big year in their first year. Let's get, let's see if they could do it for another year in the, in, in the NCAA. Like, it makes sense to me. I think I'm scouting, protecting my product. Scouting now is so advanced, it doesn't matter if they get one or two years in, NC, in the NCAA. All right, dude, they're either going to be good or they're not. These kids, <laughs> these kids are doing so at, oversimplifying. No, it, it's dude. not, dude. That's these kids so are playing these AAU tournaments when they're like 10, 11 years old, man. Yeah, and they're marking them when they're that old. But yeah, that and they're mean, going to these Adidas and Nike camps. But that doesn't mean that, that they're going to turn out. It, and, it, it never and don't, means it. Don't it you never think means that, it. And don't you think that the more basketball they play before they get to you, the better to help them develop? A, a, one extra year? Two. That's what I'm saying. I would be a proponent for two years. Nah, you're holding them back, Rick. <clears throat> they graduate. They, they want to do it. They I'm, can go do it, man. We could send eighteen year eighteen year olds off to go die in wars. We can send eighteen year olds to go to the NBA if they want to go to the NBA, man. Like, I, what are I we think doing? it's I think it's up to up to the NBA to protect their their product, and that's what they want to do. NBA cares about money, yep. exactly, and what and that's my point. Like, what's they care about money to protect their product to make their product better. So, mm. what is doing that? Making sure that. They're, those guys stay two years in the NBA so that they're developed. That's, that's exactly things, my point. I don't think those two things go together, though, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. That's what they're doing. That's, right. what, they're, that's what their point is. Those, that's what my those point Those two is. things do not go together. All right. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, just, well, just, I was going to say, critics... I'm going to read it off uh, Wikipedia. I don't know how okay. reliable that shit is. But critics say that high school players are not mentally and physically mature and mm-hmm. prepared enough to handle the pressure of professional play. Thus, they are most likely to fail. Proponents say that uh, let's see, where am I going? Contends that players drafted straight out of high school can do as well as other players in the NBA. The article finds, on average, these high school players perform better in every major statistical category, category that does than does the average NBA player. That's some wonderful reading. Thanks. <laughs> I'm nervous. So there's arguments on both sides. <laughs> arguments on both sides. Yeah. So to sum it all up, um, I mean, that was that. I, that just turned into that somehow, but that's where it went to. Um, but yeah, a lot of your people's brackets out there are busted. And I mean, I know for us personally, uh, we went from seeing who's going to end up doing the best in the end to seeing who's going to suck the least. So... That's pretty much where everybody in America is at right now when it comes to their brackets. Um, moving on, let's move on to some uh, Major League Baseball talk. Uh, there was a big controversy that, that came up, and I believe it was on like Friday, I think it was, with uh, um, Adam LaRoche of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, he ended up retiring after there was a little bit of a controversy involving his child, who is homeschooled. And spends a lot of time with him uh, in the locker room, taking grounders with the with the with the team. Just like he, the kid is always around. And before he signed with the White Sox, he decided that he was gonna make sure that it was okay for his kid to be there. Uh, Ken Ken uh, Williams, I, he agreed to this last year. Was well, supposedly it wasn't even Ken Williams. It was. Um... Robin Ventura and, and the actual GM, because Ken Williams is like uh, V uh, Operations now or something like that. So it was like the GM and, and, and Robin Ventura who supposedly said, yeah, okay. But I mean, yeah, go on. I was gonna yeah. Do that. yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um, 
there's a lot of theories being thrown around because, I mean, I guess it was Kenny Williams who came up to him and told him, like, hey, we can't have this anymore, you know. Somebody had to get in his ear and tell him. People, there's still no, like, real definitive answer. You know, they've said, uh, he came out today and said that it was players and staff that said it, but they're not giving any names. Uh, people are saying that possibly people in the locker room are jealous because he can have his kid there and the rest of them can't. Uh, I'm assuming that it's just a player that said something because they're going to work and they're not allowed to act like themselves at work because they have to constantly constantly watch themselves with a 14-year-old kid in the locker room. Yeah, can't like just you be can't themselves. be with the boys, yeah. you know. The, like, the, pranks the locker rooms, the locker rooms, different than any other like type of environment. Yeah, you know. They gave they gave him his own locker. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's putting. Like, and that's taking put that's putting you know gas on the fire and like I mean you gotta say Adam LaRoche took advantage of it like mm -hmm. he took advantage of you know their goodwill of letting him be around that much yeah um uh, it's just such a weird situation Chris Sale's going you know Kenny Williams like Chris Sale overreacted like he did like I'm disappointed in him big time yeah. Um, you know, he's saying, oh, Kenny Williams, the wrong person walked out. Uh, Kenny Williams tells the players it's the coaches, then tells the coaches it's the players. And, yeah. And this, yeah. this, and that. And yeah. It's, I mean, it's really hard to pick one side, you know. I mean, you could see both sides. I know me personally, I'm like, yeah, I could see him being told you could have your kid with you. But at the same time, I, I mean, I'm with the players on it. Like, man, this is our, this is our clubhouse. This is our locker room. This is, we need to feel comfortable when we're... You know, before and after games, and having this little kid walking around, it's just, it, it, it would make things Honestly, hard. Honestly, the way I see it, there's only one side for me to take. I mean, Adam LaRoche threw a temper tantrum mm -hmm. when, when they said, hey, calm it down a little bit. Yeah, like, he's definitely a baby for quitting. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, for me, it's just like, look, like... Okay, he was like, hey, can I have him around 100% of the time? They're like, oh, it's a 14-year-old. He probably has school. Like, that's mm -hmm. probably not all the time. Like, yeah, come bring him on. And, yeah, and, yeah. and he's even had quotes where he's like, school ain't for our family. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not the brightest bulb in in the, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, I just think that they were just like, fuck, like, he's around all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I just think he took advantage of the situation. Mm -hmm. They told him, hey, like, why don't you just calm it down a little bit? Like, Kenny Williams said even 50% of the time wouldn't be enough. But I would understand. Like, I told him, like, hey, even if you take it down 50% of the time. Because, yeah. like, even that would be still him around too much. Yeah. Like, that's how much the kid was around. Mm -hmm. Like, there is, like, anybody, can, you're going to take your kid to your job yeah. that much? Like, really, he, no. You know, like I said, he's on the field with them. And, like, yeah. he's running through drills and... These people are trying to make a team right now. Yeah. You know, these people are, are taking this very serious. They're trying to win Especially the when they're on the field. Yeah. And you have to take a timeout so his child can field grounders and catch fly balls. Or you don't want to do stuff. it too hard because he's around. Like, you want to be conscious of him. Like, yeah. no, like, your head's on a I swivel. Mean, like, you've got to be able to play the game. Just think about it like if it's you sitting in your living room and a child comes around, like, you have to calm your... You try to calm down how you act because it's like there's a Things child change, here, yeah. and this is in your house, and this could be around like four of your friends, but then that one child. We're talking about somewhat twenty-five what is that, 40, year old grown like men, forty uh, men in a locker oh, yeah, room. Yeah, more than that because it's spring training. Yeah, yeah, in spring training, who are 
who want to let off some steam, man. They yeah. want to say what they want to say. They want to play yeah. some cards. They want to smoke a cigarette. They want to smoke their cigars. They want to drink a couple of beers. Walk it's around naked. Hard, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do that when you We're have a 14 year old all the time. All the time. And he's always, and they said he was just bouncing around the locker room all the time, yeah. like interacting. Yeah, it's it's fun, it's cute every once in a while, but yeah. this kid's always there with he him. He took advantage of it big kid? time. Yeah, yeah, that kid right there. He took advantage big time. I mean, I guess, I mean, it, he's going to do what he wants to do. I mean, I guess him leaving proved that it was more than just money to him. But I mean, there has to be, there had to be a little part of him that woke up the next morning and was like, Damn, that was thirteen million dollars. Yeah, he walked away from thirteen, and he's not even a very good player. Like this was probably his last yeah, year. If he had been producing, if yeah. he had been producing, I'm sure that this wouldn't have been an issue. But yeah. we're talking about a guy who hit like two nineteen last two year. Less than like it was two. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. So he didn't have a very he didn't have a very good year. Um, but I mean, man, you couldn't have just rode this year out, made your thirteen million dollars. Hey, the kid's fourteen. He's homeschooled. You're still going to see him a lot when you're there. Yeah. He can still travel with you guys. Obviously, I'm sure that's what was going on yeah, when they were playing before, last year. Yeah. He just doesn't have to be in the locker room. All the time. All the time. All the time. So, I mean, you know, you got... You, I mean, they've really taken this thing and run with it. ESPN really ran with it. But that's because they're more of like a... a Disney. Like a family Disney-oriented yeah. thing. and And they get a lot of, you know... Mothers watching who sympathize with it, and they are just all over this story. Yeah. Some fathers were, but for the most part, I think it was pretty pretty much. But like the women, they they didn't like that this happened, and some of the guys didn't like that this happened. But the majority of of guys who watched it were like, "Yeah, I could see his point." He threw a temper tantrum. Yeah, like, to me, he threw a like a major league baseball temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. He walked out. He took his glove and went home. Yeah. And you know what? He could stay there. If I'm glad, I'm glad if I'm the Chicago White Sox. I got 13 million off the books. I ain't got to pay him at yeah. all. And I got I get his terrible bat off the out yes. of the lineup. Yeah, we Thank don't have you. to play him right now. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes from. I think it's pretty much over. They came out and said that it was everything's resolved and this and that. But I, I mean, I think the long term effects are going to be there. It probably it's probably not going to be a very good season for the Sox because no. the the locker room is obviously divided. Yeah, and your ace. Chris Sale is throwing another temper tantrum over there in the locker room, calling out Ken Williams, saying he should be fired. Mm-hmm. When he walked in the locker room, he's like, get out. He told them flat out yeah. to get out and leave. Like, yep. no respect for him at all. Like, yep. that that team's done. It's upside yeah. down. Like, it's going to take a miracle for it. I mean, I would be very surprised if anything comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that. You can always look that story up if you're interested in that. Um, Moral of the story, family first. For Adam LaRoche. Yeah, I mean... That $13 million would have been good for Family First, too, though. I, yeah, for one year? <laughs> shit, you could... I'd do a lot for $13 million a year, my boy. He's done a lot, he's done a lot for $5. For a lot less. <laughs> for a beer and yeah. a ride. Yeah. Uh, the big story in uh, baseball today was the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays traveled down to Cuba and played the Cuban national team. They won... Four to one. Uh, it wasn't a very exciting game. Uh, Cuba didn't get in bo- get on the board until the bottom of the ninth with the home run. But um, I think it was just more who was in attendance. You know, President Obama was there, uh, Castro was there, Derek Jeter, Dave Winfield, Jackie Robinson's wife Rachel, John Kerry, First Lady, 
Like, they had a lot of people in the crowd. It was in Cuba. Um, I mean, we can't... I'm not really going to get all into the political aspects of this because, I mean... That's not the kind of show we do. That's not the type of show that that we do. But if you're kind of interested in a point of view of uh, what this this, this is kind of doing to the Cuban Americans that are here right now, uh, I, I suggest you go out and find Dan Levitard's column that he wrote that came out today in the Miami Herald. Um, he says it better than we could ever say, mm-hmm. you know, the feeling in the Cuban uh, American community about what's going on. Uh, his parents were exiled. They were shipped off by their grandparents to get away from everything. And, I don't know. You just have to read it to kind of get their perspective on it. Because I don't think we truly understand. We're just like, oh man, it's Cuba. You have people that are loaded with money that are ready to go down there and spend and invest. But they're not taking the time to think about like why this is such a big deal I mean, right now. I don't know if you watched yesterday even even like the press conference where, um, you know, it wasn't even supposed to be a press conference and Jim Acosta asked him, asked him about the political prisoners still in prison and... And, um, you know, Castro still denies that he even has political prisoners in there right now. When earlier that morning, as Barack Obama was arriving, he, you know, arrested multiple people, including the ladies in white, you know, their dissidents of of Cuba. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just amazing. But, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't live through it. Yeah. Obviously, everything that happened and, I mean, pretty much to sum it all up, what you're taught in school is... Cuba equals bad. Well, and and even how he kind of explains it, it's it's a it's it's a dying generation because it's an older generation. It's not his generation that that feel the pain. It's it's his parents' generation, and they're yeah. getting older and they're dying because mm-hmm. even Castro, you know, he went for, it went from Fidel to the Raul in the regime change. Where, yeah, Raul wasn't the nasty dictator that Fidel was, but it's still obviously a communist country yeah. with repression and blah blah. You know, it's not that it's it's still the same regime. But it's still not what it was whenever they the parents were going through everything that they were going through. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Fidel hasn't died yet. He's no. he, the reason he had a uh, he had to hand it over to his brother because he has a mistake. yeah I know he that was like sickness. two years ago right yeah, yeah. two thousand six yeah, like a stroke or something now. like that it wasn't it wasn't that long it was two thousand six it was yeah. about ten years ago so so who knows about all that all we know is that they were down there they played a game. And the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Cuban national team four to one. Uh, as far as it goes in the world of sport, uh, sports and baseball, uh, this is going to open the door for a lot of these, you know, great Cuban players that are defecting, uh, you know, any way that they can by boat, sneaking out through other other countries and stuff like that. Human trade, it's, it's basically gonna, human trafficking. Yes, yeah, so, basically they have to get and they set up an agent. There's a, basically a guy who goes to Cuba. And he's got relationship with all the players. He's usually arrested all the time like, yeah. as soon as he goes in. But mm-hmm. he sets up uh, like a farrier or basically sets up a way for them to get to an, uh, another port for them to get uh, nationalized. And then, then they go to another – then they come to America because they have to yeah. go to another country before they could even come here. Yeah. That's why they're, they're defecting basically. Yes, but, but what it could mean now is that they don't have to do this anymore and there's a way for them to – just get over there and start scouting and signing these guys and bringing them over. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, the other big thing is that they're talking about uh, because these guys would have to uh, like denounce their Cuban uh, 
um, I can't think of the word right now. They have to pretty much denounce cue ball together before they start playing in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, their citizenship, their Cuban citizenship. So when that happens and, like, let's say the WBC comes up, they couldn't go back and they couldn't play with their with their teams team. because they had denounced their Cuban citizenship. Yeah. And now what this does is it allows these guys to come over here and play and still be able to go back and play for their national team. Yeah. And, Q- and Cuba's national team had been down for a while because all these like stars. I mean, we're talking about uh, Roldis Chapman, uh, Jose Abreu, Yasiel yeah. Puig, Alex Guerrero. There's there's a, a lot t- of good a lot talent. more guys that Jose Fernandez, even guys in the minor leagues right now yeah. that are just solid guys. Yeah. And a lot of these guys couldn't go back and they couldn't play for their country because, you know, they just weren't allowed to. You go back, you get arrested and, yeah. and, and whatnot. Even their family, and that's the thing too. It's not like, oh, well, yeah, of course you're going to defect and, and go to America and do that. The thing is, is that whenever these players do defect, their families are often put in prison. They're yeah. often, like, uh, uh, they're harassed because, you know, mm-hmm. they defected and they, they, they turned their back. Now their family's considered traitors. That's why it was kind of eerie at the beginning of the game because the guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he he defected and he plays for the for Devil Rays. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, He's right they, they let him lead the game off. Uh, he, was, he was the first one at bat. When they announced his name, mm-hmm. it was completely silent in that arena. Yeah. There was no cheers. There was no nothing. That was it. They were. I mean, they're just like turned their back on this guy, and uh, you know, you feel bad for him. They even, uh, but they was, cheered him whenever he got his walk off. Yeah, they cheered him. Whenever. Not 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 the kind of cheers you'd expect though for like yeah. a you know homecoming. a national hero. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with this. Nobody's quite sure what's going to really officially come from it. But, I mean, hey, it happened today. It's a, the first step in what could hopefully help those people out. Well, yeah, and, I mean, as as they put it, you know, as, as time goes on and as the embargo is completely lifted and as, as things happen, you know, we might even get to the point where, you know, American players could play for Cuba, go to the Cuban leagues and, you know, because... You know, they're going to develop down there. They're mm-hmm. going to develop stadiums and develop systems. Yeah, because these guys go down there in the winter and they, you know, join teams and they play in, like, Caribbean series yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so it's going to be, it's going to open up just a lot more dialogue. And that's, I think, a lot of what the whole point of it is, is to open it up and to just kind of let the talent flow and just, you know, start from there. Because baseball and sports in general are, is always that. That first talking point we've talked about it before, you know Jackie Robinson and mm-hmm. and, and and the color barrier in sports and, and all those you know women in sports and and all those other things. So sports is always that that soft talking point to to get it going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, before we move on from that, I just want to remind you: next week we'll be doing our uh, MLB season preview. Um, be sure to t- uh, tune in for that. I don't know if you've gotten started, but I've been. Going on and getting my little notes, my little little uh, intakes, my insights, all my hot takes for the upcoming yeah, year. <laughs> so we know you're full of hot air. I mean, yeah, hot takes. So, well, well, uh, <laughs> hot cakes. Hot cakes. Yeah, those two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll be doing that next next week. So uh, you know, just a little reminder for you. Um, 
Let's get into some NBA talk. Before we do, though, we got to say congratulations to Rick, who decided to sign up this uh, <laughs> this week and play in our FanDuel Challenge from this uh hey, when, I decided to sign, when I decided to sign up, I win. That's, that's <laughs> three wins out of five games. So it was a it was actually a close week. Uh, I believe from first to last place, which was Fredo again. <laughs> Fredo holding on the spot. Hey, I only lost by five points. Yeah, it was so. I mean, it was a close <laughs> week all around. I won um, by point six points. Yes, but hey, a victory is a victory. Yeah, that makes us combined nine and two against our listeners, uh, and we will be doing it again. You, did you want to say anything before we moved on? Did you have any uh, winner winner chicken dinner? All right, winner winner chicken dinner. Boom bitches. Sounds good. Boom bitches. <laughs> there you go. That's what Rick had to say. So yes, we will be doing it again this Friday. Every Friday we'll be doing it. Opens up um, Thursday. It opens up on Thursday. We'll be posting it on Twitter, <laughs> on Facebook, Thursday. and you know, sign up. Like we said, it's it's fast, it's easy, it's fun. Uh, it's just it, you know, it yeah. takes me seven minutes and thirty seconds to beat the Best guys. of all, it's free. That's it. That's all it takes and to lose the Rick. Seven minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> So, yeah, sign up and uh, see if you can beat us. Um, you guys aren't doing too well right now, so Mm-mm. try and change that. Try and change that. Competition, try. You could try, but... Competition is light. But it ain't going to happen. Yep. Um, just to update, Golden State, this uh, past Saturday, they did lose to San Antonio, but then they went into uh, Charlotte, I believe it was, and beat the Hornets, so... They are currently at a 48%, according to the nerds, of surpassing the uh, Bulls' record of wins in a season. Um, so, yeah, man. But they kind of look like they're getting tired a little bit. Steph yeah. Curry, I mean, what is it? He missed, like, 18 of his past 21 three-point attempts. Well, it was the fourth quarter that really gave him the bugaboo against Charlotte. But against San Antonio, I mean... They have the number one uh, field goal percentage against uh, for three-pointers. Their defense is locked down. They have two guys uh, that are quick enough and tall enough and physical enough to at least slow down Steph Curry and Dar- Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. So it's going to be, I mean, you know, whether they get whether they get it or not, you know, hey, they obviously have about a 50% chance of doing it. I yeah. think they're going to do it. They're killing I, themselves trying to get it, though. They're man. killing themselves trying to get it, and I think... That it's going to be all for naught because I honestly really, I mean, the way San Antonio locks them down and, and the way it is, how, and they have those those three seven footers, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough for them. They to have, and them they have and three more three more games against San Antonio. Two more games against them. Yeah, that's so, three total within the net lot within the last like what? few. Good job. Few. Who's the winner this week? That was Mike again. Yep. <laughs> I keep telling him. I thought I turned it, but that's the way it goes. You guys yeah. heard that? Yeah, you did. But um. um but yeah, they had two within the last with the last you know couple weeks of the season or three with the last three weeks of the season. Uh, that was one of them. They have two left, uh, and that could be the difference of 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 Golden State getting the record and home court because they're only they're at that point before that that loss uh, or or that win. They were three and a half games back of Golden State, so that's two and a half games back now. Two to play against. So I mean. It takes one loss for Golden State, other than those two, and then and, and it's a brand new ball game. Pop may look at it a lot different, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I know if I know Pop, 
you know, if he has a chance to for them to not get the record, he'll play them hard. He'll play he'll play the way he needs to. Oh yeah. If he has no chance of of, of spoiling the record for them and getting home court, he'll just he'll just he'll 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 he'll, uh, he'll troll everybody. He'll sit his guys. He'll rest. He'll, yeah. He'll play like that. Oh yeah, man. He plays those mind games. He's good. He's all good. So, yeah, something to look forward to. <laughs> this guy's distracted. I don't even want to say it, man. Like, yeah, oh, man. He's a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, ben Simmons, just real quick. Uh, the 6'10 freshman from LSU who is pretty much like the consensus number one pick in the draft. He decided to come out. He averaged 19, 11, and 4. Well, I don't know. The way, if Buddy Hill puts on a tournament. No, no. I think I I don't think there's any question and, about it. And you it. got and you got Ingram. We'll see, man. But we're talking we're we're talking about a six ten freshman who can handle get to the rim without like any resistance. Oh no, I I mean you teach him. I you love, just gotta I get a shot too. down. Yeah. He, can, he can get down. So. To me, he's 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 a more skilled Blake Griffin. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, it could be, but. We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, he so, has yeah. the same build. He has the same explosiveness. The same type of game. I, you know, to me, he's a more athletic, more agile Blake Griffin. He just doesn't have that NBA body yet. That body. <laughs> Let him eat some steaks. Some steaks, yeah. <laughs> Get those gains. Isn't that what they those call them? Those gains. Gains. Cranking and banging. <laughs> <laughs> um, also this week, uh, Anthony Davis was shut down. And yes, the Pelicans are out of it. They're, what, 25 and 43 right now. But the story is interesting because... By shutting them down now, it could cost them $25 million due to what is called the Rose Rule. And I'm not, I'm not sure who, which Rose it's about. Probably Jalen. But um, here's what the rule is. The rule states that a player with zero to six years of experience, such as Davis, can earn the salary of a player with seven to nine years of experience by meeting any one of these criteria per the collective bargaining agreement. So he could uh, either win... NBA MVP, which he has not done in his first couple of years, be voted as an all-star starter twice, which he hasn't because this past year he was just voted in as a reserve, or he could be named to the all-NBA first, second, or third team, which could have happened because he was having a great year. What was he What was he putting up right here? I have the numbers. He's averaging 25, 11 boards, and two blocks a game. He has the seventh best... Uh, Player efficiency rate uh, rating efficiency? in the league right right now. Efficiency. So by <laughs> so by leaving by leaving um, by going out by by them shutting him down, uh, he might not make an All NBA team, which would cost him twenty five million dollars off the contract that he signed that kicks in at the start of next year. So I mean, just wanted to point that out. I mean, I, I think that sucks, man. It just sucks. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. first. He probably could have gone on. He could he could have toughed it out, but I mean, he's having uh, uh, surgery on his left and uh, his left shoulder and left knee. And he said it's been bothering him for the last three years. Yeah. So I mean, he and he's even missing out on Rio for it. So yeah. It's, it's, it was a big decision, I think. It wasn't anything because I mean, a lot of people are saying they're tanking and this, this, and that. Like to me, for him to miss out on that kind of money. And to miss out on the opportunity on Rio, it's got to really be hurting. Yeah, it's gonna eat at him. Yeah. But, I mean, but I'm saying it's gonna really be hurting him physically as much as mentally. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's it's gonna be a serious injury for him to miss out on 
twenty five on the opportunity on twenty five million and a trip, you know, to go on the chance to get a gold medal. I mean, Rio, you know, yeah, it, that's that's it's gonna hurt. Yeah, I just thought it sucked, man. I mean, twenty five million leaving it on the table like that. He could still make one of those. Uh, all NBA teams, but I mean, it's just not looking good. He's got like what two weeks left in the season. Well, you said the first, second, or third All the NBA. I think he gets mm-hmm. the second or third NBA. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Because I mean, that's the thing. The way the NBA structures their salaries is just so weird too. Like that's why the like that's why a lot of people are saying Kevin Durant isn't going to go anywhere because he's going to sign a one year contract. Because then he'll be in at at seven, and then after seven, your max goes up to a hundred. Yeah. It goes up to a bigger max. Yeah. So he's already like, you know what? Like, why would I sign my max contract off of this whenever I could sign a one year deal with with Oklahoma play with Russell? Because Russell's still has one year under his contract, and then both of us are going to go in free agent at the same time and. and 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 see what's going on because there's a lot of talk that they actually do get along very well and they do like each other and they kind of do want to continue to play with each other whether it's in Oklahoma or somewhere else. So yeah, but that's one of those things where you can just look at it and tell that that's all bullshit, man. Like they don't get along. I don't know, dude. I've I've seen a lot of progress. I mean, even there's points where like Russell Westbrook has gone out of his way where where there was a fast break and um and both of them were there. And he literally, like, gave, gave, he had the fast break and he stopped, gave it to Durant. And, like, there's a lot of, I, I just see a lot of, of good chemistry. Yeah, but you know what that has to do with, right? More than anything, keeping he loves him stats. Keeping him happy. He loves him some, some stats, some triple-double some uh, triple double stats. He's been tearing it up, though. But that's why. That's Russell why he loves West, him. Russell Westbrook's been tearing it yeah. up. So, yeah, just to put a little bow on that, uh, 39 instances of somebody putting up the same numbers that are or similar to... Um, Anthony Davis, 36 of them, that guy made the All-NBA team, first, second, or third. So hopefully he gets his $25 million. I know we're, you know. Yeah, like we're, trying, we're <laughs> yeah. rooting for somebody hey. to get $25 Hey, million. Anthony Davis, man, kick it down a nil. I'm, I'm rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm rooting for you, man. Um, and the last thing before we move on, uh, just, I guess, some comedy, some comic relief. Uh Dwight Howard was caught using stickum during a game. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of of the belief that there, he's not the only one who's doing it. I mean, he was pretty open about it, and yeah. it was, it's right there on the scorer's table. Yeah. Um, but what had happened was is that he was checking back into the game against Atlanta uh, while Paul, Paul Millsap was shooting his free throws. And he came in after Millsap made his first one. Before he did, he sprayed his hands with a can that was wrapped in like white athletic tape. So he gets over to his spot uh, underneath the rim, and the ref's getting ready to toss the ball back. And he takes the ball and like he wipes his hands around it, <laughs> and then he he bounce, like he gives it back to the ref, and the ref bounces it back to Millsap. Millsap gets it in his hands, going through his little routine, and, and you, just like... see him make, you just see him make a face, and he throws the ball back to the referee, and he's like, "Come on, man, what is this?" Yeah. So the referee walks the ball back over to the scorer's table. They take it out. You see a guy from the Rockets staff come over, grab the can, and take it away. <laughs> um, there's nothing really that they can do about it. Yes, it is illegal, but all he basically got was a slap on the wrist, and they sent out a warning to the rest of the NBA and told him, hey, you guys aren't allowed to do this. Can't you stick him in the game anymore. He wasn't concerned about it. He said that he'd been doing it for a while. It's not a big deal. And, hey, it turns out it just really wasn't a big deal. Like, yeah. it was probably a rule... 
But I mean, it was a. Rule it'd be that, a big deal if he if he was on a team that wins all the time, and if he's a yeah. winning player, like it'd be a big deal. Yeah, but so, because he's he's Dwight Howard and yeah, so takes him serious. He's not get, They're not getting anything. You know, no money's fine. He's not going to be missing any games. They're just you know, hey, don't do it again, <laughs> Fred. <laughs> Fred is watching his let face. Let me huh? pause that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a meme right there. Yeah. A may may. Uh, as yeah. Bryce called it, that's a may may right there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was a funny little moment, man. Like, it got caught out. And I mean, these people are putting, like, sticky powder on their hands and stuff like that, but apparently, Stickum is just like the line. You don't mess with Stickum in the NBA, so. Uh, just let them do what they want. Yeah. All I gotta say is. Hey, but, you know, the thing that's funny is that he's just always. he. I guess he has that little Trump syndrome, like. He always gets so much crap about how small his hands are. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, I guess it, that's only adding to it. I mean, yeah. he, he had to put that for a seven footer. He has some. He might not be able to palm hands. the ball or it, it like slips out whenever he palms yeah, it. Yeah, he does. I mean, he loses the ball a lot. I don't, I, matter of fact, I'm not sure. I think they said he can't grip the basketball. And he can't palm it. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was that. So, All I know about it, though, is I would that, say just look up the clip. Maybe we can put a link to it or something up there. But it was just pretty funny watching his face, you know, when he touched that ball for the first time. Like, what the hell is going on right now? I don't know. With this season winding down, though, and the playoff race is heating up, uh, a January 23rd game that was postponed between the Islanders and the Flyers. What are you doing? I'm doing my hockey minute. No, we weren't going to do that, man. I'm going to do it myself anyways. Wait. I'm going to do it myself anyways. The whole point was that we were just going to like be like, hey, let's just go through the show and then like make Rick cry about it. But now we we have to do it professionally. Rick caught it. I was going to do it. I'm just Rick caught it. He's looking at his piece of paper. Every time I try to say something, you cut me off. I saw him looking at his piece of paper and I'm like, dude, he's catching me. Uh, the January 23rd game between the Islanders and Flyers postponed because of inclement weather. Uh, a game that would seem to be nothing at the time, uh, but a, but an annoyance is actually going to have a huge hopes on the playoff. Have a huge stake on the playoff. Uh, both teams only have 11 games remaining. Uh, so <laughs> so this game, I got you guys. So this game is going to have uh, huge hopes. The fly, uh, the Isles are up on the Flyers only three points. Uh, on the second to last uh, wild card spot, so with only eleven games left, that last game of the season could mean a lot. Uh, boiling it down, uh, so it should shape up to to a really good postseason. Uh, you got uh, one other race with the 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 the, 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 the Islanders. No, the, I don't care. I'm done. I don't care. I started it too early. It was a minute, but I started it early. Boom, bitches. Oh, you finished it up. Yeah, because I started it before he started the the clock, so. <laughs> Did you hear how sad he was coming in like we were going to do it? He's just, so anyway. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just saying it. <laughs> Screw you guys. I so, still did it. The, the Islanders? I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Does anybody care about the Islanders right now? I do. A game that was postponed. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you should care. Oh, Rick, man. What about my hockey minute? That's not how it was, but if that's how you want to make it, fuck you. 
<laughs> All right, before we finish up, boo, boo, boo. after we got that, um, just a couple games to look forward to. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here, and uh, people are fighting for playoff spots. So oh, is that what they're doing? Here's a couple little games to look Yager forward to. involved in it? On uh, Wednesday, <laughs> we have the uh, Hawks at the Wizards, the Raptors at the Celtics, the Jazz at the Rockets, the Heat at the Spurs, the Mavericks at the Blazers, and on ESPN, you have the Clippers at the Warriors. That ought to be a good one. Tune in. On Thursday, you have the Jazz at the Thunder and the Blazers at the Clippers. On Friday, the night that we'll be doing our FanDuel competition, you have the Hornets at the Pistons on NBA TV, the Raptors at the Rockets, the Grizzlies at the Spurs, and the Mavericks at the Warriors. On Saturday, you have the Hawks at the Pistons and the Spurs at the Thunder on NBA TV. On Sunday, you have the Rockets at the Pacers. And on Monday, you have the Thunder at the Raptors, Hawks at the Bulls. That's on NBA TV. Spurs at the Grizzlies and the Celtics at the Clippers. That is also on NBA TV. You have that. You have uh, the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight. and Easter Sunday. A whole bunch of stuff going on. Like Rick said, the Easter Bunny is coming. Um, so, yeah. That's it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to sign up for our FanDuel Challenge. And, like I said, next week... MLB, our little outlook on the season. Be sure to uh, look out for that. Also, we are on iTunes. I Tell your up. friends. Listen to this show. Listen Be sure to, to give show. us those little favorite stars. Leave a comment. All that good stuff. Let people know that we do a good job because we think we do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we, dude, I saw you out of the corner of my eye, dude. Just stop <laughs> giving me those cutesy looks. But did anybody want to hear about the Kings? <laughs> <laughs> stop. Right. Just stop. That's gonna do it for us. Because people do care about hockey. For Rick, you're just an idiot. For Fredo, stupid head, and myself. <laughs> I hate you guys. Have you a good too. week out there. Go Hope you traffic. enjoyed the show. Tune in next week and. Thank you very much. Bitches. Bless you. Bye. Bye.